And we're back. Welcome back to another episode of Bangin' Clangin' Podcast. Sports. Sports Podcast. And as always, we have Crossbones here. The man with the largest arms and crunch fitness and all the other fitness centers combined. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I'm Blake Moran, second biggest arms in probably the other regions of fitness gyms or whatever. <laughs> but we are doing a special one. We, this is the vaccinated episode because all of us got our shots. Fully vaccinated co-hosts of the Banging and Clanging Sports Podcast. That is right. Crossman just got his, and look, his arms got bigger. I've been, I've been working out a mask for a very long time. I'm looking forward to not working out a mask uh, coming up here very shortly. Uh, the mask, even though even though they're 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 porous, you're still giving up about thirty percent of your lung capacity, not being able to get it back. So theoretically, I should be better when I when I come back, but I'm interested to test that theory. Yes, that is true. Any 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 symptoms of the uh, shot yet? This arm was sore. That was it. Um, Xavier Woods hooked me up with a uh, with a good um, IV place where I could go get my uh, fluids and vitamin C infused back into my body after the mm. shot. That would nullify that would nullify the uh, the symptoms. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> PhD. That's why he has a PhD. He, even though it, it has nothing to do with medicine, that is right. He's very good at uh at, at things like that to to, that to help right. allevi- alleviate a lot of bad things that, that come with medication. Right. So no, it's just arms are sore. The shot probably made your arms bigger. Maybe. 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 Uh, it remains to be seen. How uh, I haven't worked out uh, yet on the uh on the uh the, the vaccine yet so i'm looking forward to see see seeing how that goes tomorrow uh that's right we'll find out what x-men power that it gave crossbones it gave me the superpowers of flight which i don't tell anybody until this day <laughs> that would be a good power to have that's right can you imagine the power of flight just going anywhere it's like oh i want to go to uh i want to go to uh, uh what is it fiji boom i'm there speaking of which um ellen page who has become Elliot Page? Uh, my friend uh, just sent me a picture. He is jacked now, like ripped up. And what's that name sound familiar? Uh, Ellen Page was um, she was on X Men. She was a uh, she was Kitty Pride in the X Men. Oh, now I remember her. She got jacked. For what's she doing now? Well, well, now she is a now she's a dude. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and now she it, now he is jacked. No, she was so pretty in X Men. Now she's mm-hmm. a guy. Yeah, now she's a guy who's very jacked. They, we were jo- we were just joking about. It. It's like, yeah, I mean, she was Kitty Pryde in X Men, but I mean, they can offer her up Cyclops or Logan because that's how jacked she is. He is. Oh, uh, he he. Ellen his name is El- Elliot Page now. Elliot Page is the name. Elliot Page. Wow, that that now my brain just exploded. I just now know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was that was my uh, my interesting news of the day on the comic book front while we were talking about people having superpowers. My God, that is, that is interesting. And here I am trying to figure out in Canada in snow are those tennis rackets they're walking on, or are those legit tennis rackets that you play with? I have no idea. So yeah, I've been trying to figure that out all day today, and now this news comes out. Speaking of, what do you thought of SmackDown? <laughs> uh, all right. right. All right.
right. So, did you see any of the Ultimate Warrior A and E special last night? I, I did. I did. Did you? Yes, I did. Now, with with War, I was a huge fan of of his growing up. He broke on the scene when I was like seven or eight, and I was more of a Hogan. My best friend was more of an Ultimate Warrior fan. So you know, but I had we had mutual. I had mutual respect for Warrior because he is like unlike anything I had ever seen in wrestling. And that show yesterday kind of opened my eyes. I didn't know his entire backstory um, of how he became to WWE and how uh, how his story was. What what did you think of, of Warrior? I, I like the story because everybody knew he came from a bodybuilding background. Like he wanted to be, you know, the next Arnold, and just out of nowhere they just picked him out of rest. Like, hey, I want to use this guy in a promo, and then. A spiral from there where he met Sting and Sting was like, we should be a tag team. And, you know, I guess he wanted to be like, you know, as a kid, he wasn't the, you know, the superstar that he wanted. Now he got the eyes on him. And he's like, he wanted that attention. And wrestling was his way to get that. And- so I was going to say, so Sting, that their, their gym, they're working out at uh, Venice, Venice uh, Goals, which is the biggest yeah. gym. Biggest bodybuilding. Yeah, biggest bodybuilding gym in in the United States, especially on the West Coast. Yep, and, I went there a few years ago. Yep. <laughs> and they had uh, – they were trying to uh, – the, the gym had a tag team. The gym had their own tag team. They did. Sting and uh, yeah, a warrior. What would they call um Blade uh, Runners. Blade Runners, that's the one. Just muscle-bound bodybuilders. Yeah. And just to see them come in there, you know, and they just didn't have any style, didn't have any technique. They would just go in there and beat people. Yeah, they were pretty much – I don't know. What team does it now? I don't know if there was a team. They were probably like the Legion of Doom back then, but a little bit less wrestling skill. Yeah, and way less makeup, even though they had a little bit of makeup on. That is true. And he was the Dingo Warrior too as well after all that. Yeah, I didn't realize that w, uh, WCCW, of course, you know, I lived we – we were on the West Coast, so we, we, didn't get any, we didn't get anything back then. All we got was TBS – uh, when TBS became the Superstation, so we got oh. Channel Channel Seventeen, um, and that was like the NWA. That was like the Georgia territory, and uh, I think maybe like a little bit of Florida. So we yeah. didn't. I didn't see Ultimate Warrior at all. Um, but but that that little grouping, there was all the, the Von Erichs. Like Carrie Von Erich is the one that I know. I don't know any of the other Von Erichs because Carrie Von Erich also came to mm-hmm. w, he also oh, came yeah. to w, w, uh, WWE for a little while. I know, like the Von Erichs was like the the team back then. Like the they got the classic, uh, you know, pretty boy tag team. They were like the boy band of wrestling back then. Yeah, and just to see how much the demographics had changed. Like they were saying, like WCW was like all women. Like there it was like it was like eighty percent girls who would go there to see these dudes wrestle. Um, and I was like, it's nothing like that now. Now it's just all kids and like like middle aged dudes and like adults. That is true. With a couple with a couple girls sprinkled in there. Um, every so often. That is true. Wrestling was a, a different time back then. Way different. Yeah, and I was going to say, Warrior had a look that nobody that nobody had. That, this, because it's kind of, it's kind of one of these things because I've never met, and I, I never got a chance to meet uh, Helwig in real life, but just, just looking at him, like even next to Andre, Andre is, of course, massive, Warrior's not 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 tiny next to him. No, he looks like He Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he he was physically the most cartoonish character in the history of World Wrestling Entertainment. 
Yeah, he can't wrestle or cut promos, but he was the first, like you said, a cartoon that came to life. Vince handpicked him, said, Hey, I I saw this guy. Let's bring let's bring him in. We don't care about the other stuff. Let's just get him in, up here. That's right. He had a good run too for a while before the mental game got to him where he became crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he put his his run, his big big interest is going in there and beating uh beating Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man, who had been uh for people who don't know Honky Tonk Man, he's a parody of Elvis Presley. Um, he had been the Intercontinental Champion for a year, pretty pretty dominant champion. And Boyer just runs down the music. His music hits. It's hard metal. It's 1988. Hair bands are huge. Warrior has the 80s hair. It, it was he was a magical character. Runs down there, just destroys Honky Tonk Man, and becomes the Intercontinental Champion for the first time. That's right. That's the thing. The, my favorite thing about him is his theme song. I still got it in my playlist when I work out. Yeah, that that theme song was one of a kind and the the thing with it is you have of course you have faces and heels you have hogan as the the top face that's right then you have then you had warrior right on his heels so i i can't i guess during that time hogan was kind of he was feuding with macho man um he, macho man and ted dibiase because it would have been about two years after wrestlemania three after he slammed the giant yeah because the warrior was the next up-and-comer too and they were like they basically had the two biggest uh, stars, but they were like the what is it? How should you put Cena and Rock or Cena and Batista of that time? Yeah, to have them go up against each other. So by the time that that Warrior has all this momentum, he he fights Andre the Giant. I I had forgotten that he slammed Andre the Giant. He slammed did. Him. He did slam. Him. He said like anything Hogan could do, I could do better. He said. Yeah, and he and he did it. He he did it. He had the fan support behind him. Uh, he had Vince behind him. And um, the one thing, the one of the quotes that was huge in that uh, in that documentary, and that that was their that was Vince's first hand try at trying to create a superstar because previous to that he had just taken superstars from other territories and just brought them in. That is right, because he bought bought people around you know around the world, but this is Hogan's master plan, and he said like, oh, I could build major characters, and Warrior was my best one. Yeah, so it all culminates in my favorite WrestleMania of all time. WrestleMania That's 6, Toronto Skydome, 1990. That's right. I like the Warrior, but outside the ring, I was not a big fan of his. No, no. I got stories about him because you remember the good old John Coffey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he was a, he was a psychopath. Oh, yeah. He, John Coffey kicked him out of Coffey's gym because back in the day – he had a. He's about to start a fight with a kid over a squat bar. He he went over to the squat bar, threw the weight off the kid's bar, and like basically trying to take the bar from him. And he's going to beat up the kid for taking his bar. So John got a twenty five pound plate, and he said, "I'm gonna. He's gonna hit. Basically, gonna hit a Warrior with it." And it's like, "Get out of my gym and don't you come back here." <laughs> That's how bad Warrior's attitude was outside the ring i from every story that i've ever heard that he was a mean 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 dude outside yeah, he, of the ring yeah john coffee does not like warrior till this day after those he had a lot of incidents at coffees back in back in the day in the, like 80s yeah he so, had bad falling out and people don't know this uh jim helweg ultimate warrior won mr georgia bodybuilding championship and i think didn't he graduate life university he did he's a chiropractor I know it's hard to believe he was a chiropractor. He was a licensed chiropractor, um, 
and which is, I mean, it, it's a, it, it's a doctor. It's a doctorate. So, I mean, it's a pretty intense program. So yeah, he's, he was a smart dude. He was smart. He was mean and he knew how to take performance enhancing drugs probably better than anyone in the history of the wrestling business. That is right. And he still denied it until I don't know how long he denied it for, but he denied it for a long time that he took it. But it's like, Come on. Yeah. There's come on. No, no, as a as a ten year old kid watching the Ultimate Warrior, I was like, Oh wow, man, if I work out hard enough and I get in there and I do the things that he does, work out every day, I'm gonna get like that. Physically impossible. Warrior yeah, had, I used War, to say the same thing. Warrior had an unbelievable cocktail of PEDs that he was taking that turned oh, him yeah. in, into uh, uh, this just just monster. And just the comparison, Hogan was six six built at six six three hundred, yep. which is which is which is huge dude, huge huge dude. Warrior was about six. Warrior was six four two ninety. That is a heavy to six four guy. But the difference is Warrior's body fat was like four percent. That is right. Those PEDs work magic. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was a six four two hundred ninety pound dude with four percent body fat. Yeah, I was like that. PED is a hundred percent of the way. Yeah, yeah, it, it it it's impossible for a human to be like that. But I always say, wrestling is a show. I for the most part, he was doing it to provide a better life for his family and do what he do what he's doing. He was at the top of his game, making what I thought probably back then was was probably at least half a million to a million dollars a year at that That's point. Right. So I mean, it, it, you take you take the good with the bad. But by the time we get to by the time we get to WrestleMania six, Hogan at the peak. Hogan's still at the peak. He has he has Hogan is yeah he's on the yeah he's not the downside at all. Hogan Hulkamania he slammed out Drew the Giant three years. The year before that he had just beat uh, Randy Macho Man Savage at WrestleMania five. He did. It's a crazy time. Like that's what entertainment is. Like he had to be that larger in life competitor. You know he made millions. You know. Of course, he had to do the PEDs to look like that, but you know that's a big paycheck at the end of it. So, and then, and then here comes Ultimate Warrior um, coming in, and I'm going to say, as far as wrestling goes, I have never been so involved in a match than that Hogan Warrior match in 1990. Never. I've watched wrestling. I, I've been watching wrestling since I was since 1985. To, to now, and I have never been as emotionally involved as I was in that match because I was watching it with my best friend, who's a huge Ultimate Warrior fan. I'm pulling for Hogan. Every single false finish, every punch, every clothesline, every slam. I was on the, the edge of my seat, saying, "Come on, Hogan, you can do this." You can hear the passion in Crossbone's voice right now. <laughs> and when Hogan, and when Ho- when 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 Warrior hit the first splash and Hulk started hulking out, I pointed to him. I was like, "This is it." Hogan's going to do it. Hit him with the boot. Went off the ropes. Missed the leg. Missed the big leg. We've seen it a thousand times. Hogan hits the leg. Matches over. But then right. Warrior comes off the ropes. Hits the splash. You have the first ever unified world heavyweight champion, intercontinental champion, the ultimate warrior. That is right. Fires go. The music goes off. Crossbones probably punched out his friend. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be in that house when that happened. No, he was. He's actually. He went on to have a great NFL career, so he's a little bit. He's a little bit better. Better sports than I was. So there was no fighting at that point. We were. We were just. We, were, we just. We disagreed to disagree that day. Ah, oh, there you go. I thought, I watched that match later on, like probably 1997, because let's say 1990, I was one. <laughs> so yeah. I watched yeah. it in 97. I saw yeah. that match. 
Yeah. It, 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 it holds up. Like, if you go back and watch it um, now, you, yeah. uh, you go back and you see it, and it is, it is what it is. Warrior being his character, and to, to that point, it's one of these things where you don't – like, all his matches have been like – they're kind of like Goldberg matches where they were yeah, squashes. he was the original Goldberg. Yeah, so he had to put on a longer match because it was the main event. It was it was uh, WrestleMania, and to that point, it was the biggest match in the history of World Wrestling Entertainment. That's right. And back then, they don't need that flip flop and fly stuff. It's all about the spectacle. That's yeah. all they cared about. Yeah, it was about providing uh, the best show that you can do and being able to tell the story. It wasn't about like you were saying the the stunning like they do now. Exactly. Back then, it was better. Because you had a story, you had emotion, you had everything. Now it's just like, who's going to jump off the ceiling? <laughs> That's all. Yeah, but you don't have people that look like that anymore, though. Nope. You have people who are in shape, like Bobby Drew and them, but, but Warrior I mean, like, shape is not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, Warrior was, uh, was a once-in-a-lifetime deal. And uh, the also interesting part about that is that um, early 90s, Vince gets into, gets into a little bit of trouble with oh, the yeah with the FBI and the steroid allegations that he's providing his, uh, his wrestlers with steroids. Oh, yes, the big controversy with Hogan as the main witness. Now, what is crazy, what is the craziest part of this whole thing is you go back to the beginning with Warrior when he was at Gold's Gym, steroids, yep. were, steroids were legal. Oh, yeah, they were legal. John Copper was the one who told me the stories about everything being legal back then. I had no idea. I had no idea the steroids were legal. But they were very legal uh, up until I don't know when that changed. Probably during uh, during the war when they went the war on drugs, uh, quote yeah. unquote, in the in the mid '80s when they had the the crack epidemics and things like that. They kind of went after everybody. So I'm yeah. guessing that that's when they probably made it illegal. But Warrior was able to amass all that all that that mass and just being jacked from from his time there. But when uh, <laughs> and and then you know the other part is that when. Warrior had his little falling out. He lost the title to Sergeant Slaughter. He got in Vince's face, you know, said, gave him his list of demands. So Vince sent him home, said, hey, you know, I don't want to deal with you. Go home. And he did. But when Hogan had to testify, Hogan had to testify against Vince. So he had to, so Hogan had to leave for a little while. He was like, look, we got to get you out of here. And that's when Sean and Bret Hart, the, the smaller guys who were still athletic, that's when they took over the WWE. That's right. You need to cover up. You can't do it. Can't have those big guys on TV TV anymore. Yeah, so that was uh that was the ushering in of of the new era where you didn't have the the super jacked muscle bound dudes like you did in the eighties, the early nineties. Switched to Sean and, and Razor, who was still a big dude, but he wasn't warrior size. Kevin yeah. Nash, Bret Hart, uh, Kurt Henning, um, those type dudes who yeah, were who there were, there. were big guys there back then. Like British Bulldog was still jacked. Like, yeah. you know, but Warrior was a different prototype. He came back, but he was less jacked because he was He's, taking less PED. In, in that amazing, in that the most amazing thing, because I always forget that he did when he did come back, he was nowhere near. Well, he was still like he was he was still I mean, b- by far, not a lot of people can look like Warrior did in 1992. Oh, no, he was still jacked. But, you know, he was like freakish jacked. Yeah, he had not. He was no longer. He was no longer 1996 Warrior, or uh, 1990 Warrior in 1996 or 1995 when he came back. Exactly. He wore that, uh, what's it, the suspenders after that? The t- yeah, he wore the yeah. bodysuit. He wore a bodysuit. That's what he wore to cover up the you know, loss of muscle mass. 
Yeah, yeah, which was which was interesting. I think that's when Vince Vince that was the first time Vince ever said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna start putting people in bodysuits." Uh, that was the first time that he that he thought about that, and that was his, that's his template. That's the thing where Otis wears a bodysuit, kind of uh, Big E wears a bodysuit. Um, who was another? Uh, Bronson Bronson Reed wears a bodysuit. So that's where it began with Ultimate Warrior. Even though yeah. Warrior was still ripped as hell, I don't think that I don't think he he kind of wanted to cover up the the difference between Super Jack PED Ultimate Warrior versus non PED Warrior. Yeah, because he the, the, what the suspenders do it highlights his attributes. Like it still highlights his arms, his back, his traps, his shoulders, and it's some of it his chest. But like the ripness maybe was still there, but it wasn't like that freakishly big, massive chest. You know, abs are ripping out of his skin, kind of thing he had. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. And still along the lines, he goes in and uh, has some disputes with Vince and he is fired again. Yep. He got fired again. They didn't say the WCW part, but. Yeah, they left that out. They left everything that happened in WCW with Hogan um, in that return out. They left it out. I know. I'm surprised I left it out. I was like, Vince, you own WCW. You can put this in there. I, I think that he just wanted to highlight his time with the old. And the thing is, I, I didn't know. I mean, that, that Vince, from my knowledge of what I know of Vince, I didn't know that he had a relationship with Warrior, where Warrior would go over to their house and just be there and just hang out with Shane and Stephanie and do, do the stuff there. Because, you know, they, they kind of wanted to bring him in to just kind of indoctrinate him into the, the World Wrestling Federation family. Exactly. Like, he was, like, his main guy. Like, they were good friends before Warrior went crazy. He was, you know, crazy on Vince. And Vince was like, you know, I don't want to be your friend no more. I identified with the, him snapping at the kid at the airport because there's kids at the gym that I want to snap at. I haven't done it. But you don't I, be Warrior. <laughs> warrior, has, warrior, had to, warrior had to apologize. To the to the kid because his his parents were high up and were high up in society or, or worked for Vince or did something he had to do a he had to do a public public apology to him. That's true because when you're a celebrity, you know you got to be respectful for your fans too because they're the ones who got you there. That's it's different your average Joe that you know you see. <laughs> I never want to. I never want to uh, be famous because I never want to lose my ability to snap at people. Thank that you. is that's, true. That's, <laughs> You, you, it's not, the, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to lose your ability to snap at people versus uh, versus fame and fortune. I want to. Yeah, that. your fame area is good right now. Where you could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody's gonna care. Nobody's <laughs> gonna care what I do. But Warrior, biggest star in the biggest star in the wrestling business, yelling at a kid in the under, yelling at a kid in front of the Undertaker. You can't see. Oh, that was all the, another missed opportunity. Uh, Warrior should have fought. Uh, Warrior should have fought Undertaker to WrestleMania. Yeah, that WrestleMania match never. They fought each other, but never WrestleMania. Never WrestleMania. Uh, he, I mean, his biggest Wrestle. He has two big WrestleMania matches to my, to my remembering. The one with Hogan, and then the career-ending match. He ended Macho Man's career. He did. The career the Macho match. did go to WCW later, but came back. But still, yeah. <laughs> we we quote we, we for wrestling. There's a quote unquote career-ending match because, as you know, Shawn Michaels' career. Was I mean not Shawn, Shawn Michaels' career was ended by the Undertaker. He came back and wrestled in Dubai, or um, they made. <laughs> yeah, and then under uh, Ric Flair's career was also ended by Shawn Michaels, and he came back and wrestled in TNA. Yep, because Shawn was true to the retirement thing until Vince and everybody forced him into it, paid him a buttload of money. It's like you have to do it. 
He fought it, but Sean gave in. Yeah. Retirements, retirements are quote-unquote. Nobody, I don't think, ever retires from the wrestling business at the price is right. No. Well, what's the old saying? Everybody got a price for the million-dollar man, and that's yeah. still true because everybody still has a price. I am very happy about the million-dollar man showing up on NXT every week. That, that, is, that is one of my favorite parts of NXT. Yep. And spoiler alert, they bring you back the million-dollar belt. As well they should. As well yep. they should. That's one of the greatest belts in the history of sports entertainment. Oh, we forgot. We got to talk about this one. NXT's firings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we did have. Firing today. Uh, who got fired today? Um, they're from the UK brand. I'm not familiar with them, but they're from NXT UK. And they're still doing it this whole week. It looks like they're going to do a clean house. Well, you know, they're going to have to pay Parker a lot of money. So they, have, they, are, freeing up some, they are freeing up some cap space. For uh, for Parker and Casanova and Scott Steiner's son, so they are they are wiping their books clean uh, for those guys. And, and uh, Parker and I think John Morrison's wife too is going to get most of the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they do have they they did have a big roster, but they signed twenty five kids this past. This kid past, too. Yeah. This, they signed yeah. a bunch of people too, but yeah. I think yeah. the biggest one ever would get released, and he kind of kind of had that coming was Velveteen Dream. Yeah, yeah. He he hung out. He hung out for as long as he could. He did. He, he did. He yeah. got French management, and it helped until you he can't get himself out of trouble. He had like offenses or more than that. I think he had a bunch of other stuff going on, which I didn't know about. Yeah, which is which is sad because I mean he's a great performer. But you cannot do the things that he was doing. You just can't do it. No, he did a lot of things. He she he should have got fired a long time ago. Even Rhea Ripley was ha- happy to see him go at one time. Yeah. Like goodness, I like that. I was like, why would you mess up your career like that? Yeah, but I mean, he'll. From my knowledge, he's a pretty smart dude. So even if he doesn't do wrestling, he'll find something else. Or you know, if you give things time to blow over, maybe I don't know how how culture is now. Going back to the warrior, he said some pretty, pretty. Now. Warrior said some pretty ridiculous things um, in that that one the ending part that I didn't, I didn't even know he said that. Um, and they still inducted him into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, back then it was feel like it was less sensitive than now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think it's less sensitive. Can you, you do got social media I mean, now? Look and at everything. look at look at the stuff that DX used to do. Oh yeah, you cannot do that now. <laughs> no, and that stuff. I mean, that stuff has surfaced. But, you know, they're just like, well, you know, we just chalk it up to the era that we were in. And they're just like, hey, you know, we can't do anything about it. So they don't catch any flack for it. But with with Velveteen, it is fairly recent. And, you know, they took him off TV for a while. He wrestled one time, one or two times in 2020. And he just not. And it it is kind of one of these things where, you know, you don't have fans. So you can't really gauge a reaction. But also, the, the fact that the live crowds are going to be back in July. Yeah. I mean, that probably factored a little bit into it. Yeah, that probably did too. It was like, Dream, like, they told him to be good. He could just stay, lay low, but he kept getting himself into trouble. And, yep, he, he does. He should have stayed lay lower so nobody will fight. You know, so you just be quiet. Just be quiet yeah. back there. Yeah, he's one of those people who, uh, who brought it on himself. But, you know, the thing is, they have tons of talent. I mean, so there's not a lot of room to mess up because there's always another guy, or in this case, a huge Brock Lesnar clone who's about to come and take everybody's place. 
That's why he's going to take Velveteen Dream's spot. That's a big paycheck that he has freed up. <laughs> yeah. No, or, I mean, it could be any of them. Uh, they got that dude, uh, Ka- Southern Casanova, who, who kind of has the – who will probably take the Velveteen – whatever Velveteen Dream, that Prince thing. He'll probably take that gimmick and kind of just swerve it to his own. You have that other new faction, the, uh, the, the, what's the, the Hit Row faction there yeah. now. You have those guys. You've got Swerve. You just have so much talent. That when he wasn't, I mean, just having him, like, he wasn't, the thing, too, is, like, he wasn't missed. Even, like, this, there was this big hole in NXT, like, oh, where's Velveteen? I mean, it's kind of like once, once, you're, once you're gone, within, oh, like, a month, month or two, you're forgotten about. Exactly, because in Buster, what he did, nobody missed him. They're like, well, he's that type of person. Why are we going to want him back? Yeah, yeah. It is a, it is a tough business, and. If you if you want to go that route and blow your opportunity, then then that's on you, because right. those op- those opportunities are super rare. So you better you better stay focused and do what you have to do to stay there. Exactly. Hey, let's get into a little bit of raw. That is right. Raw is war. Well, it used to be Raw's war. <laughs> All right. So we have a little bit of a situation. Over there on Raw with a couple things. So, one, I think it's Kofi Mania Part 2, possibly. That is. I see it coming. Kofi had a great match last night, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, so Braun, they, they've kind of just taken Braun out of the equation and kind of, like, inserted Kofi as the third member of this, of this yeah. party that we have going on right now. Yeah, because Braun just upped and disappeared. I don't know if he's on vacation time or he has nothing for him. Maybe just taking a little bit of a little bit of a break. He he did have he. I mean, he he definitely served his purpose um, in the previous feud, the one between uh, Drew and Bobby. So last week, just to just to recap it, so we can get a get a better understanding of where we are. So Kofi takes on Bobby in a match, and with the interference of Drew. He defeats the world champion. That is right. He defeats the world champion. Could he be up for a title shot now? Yeah, no, it, it is not. It is hard. It, it is very hard to beat Bobby. Bobby has been very protected um, in the last year or so. Ever since he won the U.S. belt, very difficult that's, to beat. That's um, right. So he, he hardly ever loses. So even with the assist of, uh, of Drew there, I still thought he was going to kick out. That's what I thought too, because because if people look at it, they'd be like, "Oh, Bobby's going to kill him. He's a monster. He's like the uh, old what does they call him now? Um, what's his nickname now? Um, the Almighty. As the Almighty, he's like he can't he can't be stopped. He's like he's like the new Thanos for WWE since Brock is not there. Yeah. So because of his win over Bobby, the uh, general uh, Adam Pierce comes out and says, "Hey, you know you're going to get a match." Um, against now against Drew. Uh, so I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, Drew is kind of uh, – Drew has been almost just as protected. Kofi is a 11-time tag team champion. He had one of the best runs in history of WWE as a world, uh, world champion, but we haven't seen him be a world champion in a while. So him and Drew go at it. Great. I thought it was a great match. Oh, no. For me, I think that was like the five-star match of the night, except for yeah. interference. <laughs> it was. It should. I mean, Kofi. I, I think that uh, Kofi, as a uh, as a wrestler, I mean he could just put on a show. He can. 
He can. I actually saw one of his old matches on the Tough Enough days. Oh wow, Kofi came up through Tough Enough. Well, kind of. He was. He had a tryout. He had like an audition tape where he was like running on a football field. They never okay. picked him, but he went down to what's it called? FCW or oh, Deep South or FCW back then. Okay, I did see the story about how um, how E. E was actually the first of uh, how Kofi was down there, and he e met Kofi first before Woods got down there. Woods didn't get down there until 2014. Yeah, because those two hit it yeah. all first before Woods came on. Yeah, yeah. But as uh, but as Kofi, as Kofi has proven time and time again, he he's a he's an all around. He can do he can do it all. He 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 really can. Um. And he had his, what, 2009 match against Randy Orton, too, uh, last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, he won two matches last week. Two in one night and defeated a world champion in one of them. Because Kofi is a guy you can rely on if you're ready to come. He, he will always be there. Yeah. So as we have Kofi getting into this match and this match just being amazing, and like you said, Bobby and MVP come down and interfere on this match because they hate Drew. That's right. And they don't like Kofi and they don't want to face. Yeah, so they don't want to face either one. So which sets the stage for next week, which is a if Bobby interferes, he's suspended, quote unquote, for nine months. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're not gonna suspend their champion. So this is this so there has to be a winner this week between Kofi and Drew. That is right. There's gonna have to be a winner, but to me, I think it's gonna be a triple threat match. Yeah, that seems like it's the most sense uh, in a Hell in a Cell type match. Usually, you know, like like uh, we've talked about, Hell in a Cell is like the – that's where you go to end feuds. That's where feuds end is a Hell in a Cell. That's like the finality of whatever feud you're in is going to end in Hell in a Cell. Pretty much, yeah, that's the story typical. Like that's supposed to end the – Hell in a Cell ends everything. Unless they're going to have a storyline where it says, hey, let's keep going with this till SummerSlam. No, you got you to gotta end this. You, you have – I, I I love both. I love everybody who's in this match. All three, all three competitors are great, but Bobby's got to. You got to move on. We got to move on. That, that's the one thing that 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 Raw has more so than any other show is they repeat things over and over and over and over again. And we've seen it. And having Kofi in there, that's a good. That's a good like shot of lightning into the story. But we need more, more. That's right. There's a reason why raw ratings are down because we see reruns. People get tired of reruns after a couple weeks. It's very true. But there was another match that, that we got to talk about that was, oh, my goodness. Xavier Woods versus Matt Riddle. That's right. People forgot. Xavier Woods is actually a really good wrestler. He got a chance oh. to put off that night. Holy moly, he can go. He yeah, can I know. Go. When was the last time you got a chance like this? FCW? Uh, there are there are a handful of matches that uh, that I've seen with him going one on one. He had a really good match with Aiden English. Um, this is a while back. This is when Aiden was still with the company, of course. But he had an oh. excellent match with Aiden English. Oh, it was during Rusev Day. It was during the whole Rusev thing when he was with Rusev. So uh-huh. him and him and Aiden had a great match. And then my other match with him. That is one of my all-time favorites. Is when he fought John Cena for ah, the U- for the, for the U.S. title, and that was a while back. That was a while back too. I thought you were going to talk about the match you two had a while back. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> In my mom's living room. No, he's, yep. he, yeah, yeah, he's a uh, 
he would uh, – I, I can't say. You know, because I haven't wrestled and wrestled him since, since I've – I mean, I'm six years older. So when I was at Georgia, he was like in – he was like in seventh grade. And he weighed like a hundred pounds, so it, was, it wasn't really fair. Um, yes, <laughs> it wasn't fair at all. Um, but no, he is—he's come a long way, and just to see him get a chance to do this on on Raw with Riddle, Riddle, Riddle also give Riddle all the credit in the world. Riddle's a great wrestler um, as well, and it, everybody was saying it was Riddle. It was one of Riddle's best matches as well. That's right. I feel like 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 in wrestling, you get two people who just gelled together, like Rock and Austin. I don't know, Undertaker and Sean. You get two people like that gelled together. You can have perfect matches, and they don't even have to talk to each other. The only time I was worried about Woods' safety is when Riddle hit that suplex from the ropes. <laughs> the the one that that almost killed Austin, but they executed perfectly. That was very gnarly. That was a gnarly move, and. Uh... Yeah, that, that one was like, oh, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Is he okay? Um, but his other move that I liked in this in this move, and, and just something I, I've never been able to do, uh, when he hit the drop kick, and then he did the kip up. I know. I was like, when does he do kip ups? <laughs> oh, he, you know, he, he can do a standing backflip. Austin? I mean, yeah. what? Yeah, he can do a standing backflip. He hasn't, he hasn't used it in, the, uh, in matches yet. But yeah, he can literally take two steps to do a backflip standing. Wow, that's impressive. He gotta do that more often. Yeah, yeah. He's gotta I think he's I think he's waiting to bring that out to like I mean it's something that I think that he'll probably use like if he ever gets a title match or he gets to the king of the ring or something that 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 is huge where you like you need like a like a pretty cool big spot. I think he'll use it for that. But that drop kick into a kip up is is pretty pretty sweet. Uh, combo of moves. That is really cool. I remember in the ring, I can't really do backflips, and they were like, you know what, Brett, I just pick up and slam somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's easier. <laughs> he has got a uh, – the only other – the only thing – like, I thought – like, I, I literally – the whole match, I was like, I don't know who's going to win, you know, because, uh, you know, it's RK – it's RK uh, – RK well, bro. And then it's the new day, you know. So I was like, yeah, you know, you're kind of building RK, RK bro. New day is established, but Austin was doing. He did such a good job. And that's what you want. You want you want the entire match to be on the edge of your seat. You don't know which way it's going to go. And they did a great job of that. I don't know if they could do that every week because it, I mean that was literally like a car crash because they had so many so many spots at one time. Um, but they're both, they're both young. They'll, they'll both be fine. They'll both recover, but I definitely need to see that again. At That's some true. Point. I was like, I'm glad they finally gave a chance. So Austin that he could actually wrestle instead of just staying in the corner and doing the trombone all day long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of these things where, you know, he's waited patiently to get his opportunity. And, and when he first got there, I mean, even, even when new day was a thing, he hardly ever wrestled in the tag team when they first came up. I know. I was always weird about that. I remember when I was wrestling W. Like, why is Austin not wrestling? I'm like, yeah. I was before by time when they all hung out with each other. But I was like, man, I want to see this guy wrestle. You guys talk about him all the time. I want to see this. Yeah, he kind of had a. Uh, they were they were trying to establish the team, and I think it was just easier to establish them with two people at first, and just have him as the has him have him as a Jimmy Hart manager type guy. Yeah, at the beginning. 
even though he had more experience than than E did. E was E was the least experienced of the three. Oh yeah, they, when they started, lost <laughs> that time. Yeah. yeah, the new day made everybody comfortable. Yeah, so it was a it was a good good match for both parties, and the, this is kind of a unique situation that they have where. You've got Kofi going for the main title uh, on the show. Woods, obviously, after last week, everybody saw that, yeah, he can definitely have, have his own singles career down the road if he ever wanted to, wanted to do that and could maybe challenge Sheamus for the, uh, for the Intercontinental, I mean, for the U.S. belt at some point. Um, but, yeah, it's not, not a lot of teams can have that, that many pieces. Like, but that's just proven that the – one thing they've wanted to establish is the New Day is one of the greatest teams of all time, and there are some of their parts. Both of the, the two members are fantastic wrestlers. That is right. I'll tell you, if I ever get a match in WWE, I want Austin to be the first one. There you go. There you go. We could build that. Georgia versus Georgia. What's he want to be? Keetron, and I went to Marietta High School. No, it, well, I was going to say, it, 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 there's, a couple, there's a couple different ones. Well, it went to Sprayberry. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, Bakisha is also big. There, there are some great wrestlers, like like uh, like amateur wrestlers, wrestlers at Bakisha too. Bakisha and Lassiter had some great ones. I remember freshman year of high school wrestling these guys. That was a battle, and I would get, I used to lose my temper in match, and my coach would be like, "Calm down, you're not. You, this is not wrestling. Stop watching TV." <laughs> I'm trying to cut uh, a promo. And it, it, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Austin Xavier Woods did have a moment like that. He asked. He actually wrestled Cody in high school. I Cody heard about Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, um, the son of the son of the plumber, Dusty Rhodes. I um, forgot they, they they beat me by a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, they were Cody. Cody is was an unbelievable amateur wrestler. That's like, right. Cody was 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 like all world, like state champion. Never lost area, just pinning people in the first period every single time. Um, and I think Austin went up two weight classes because he wanted he wanted to, he wanted Dusty Rhodes to see him. He was like, <laughs> I need I need Dusty Rhodes to see me, so so yeah, I can get into so I can get into wrestling. He he did always have that in the back of his mind that that was that was his moment. And man, he put it to Cody. Because he that that was this was like his shot. This was his one shot to impress Dusty. But of course, nothing ever came of it. Um, and they they both went on to, uh, <laughs> to they both went on to do pretty well, I, I think. But uh, but yeah, they first met in uh, in in a, in a high school wrestling match, Lassiter versus Sprayberry. Man, I wish I were, what year was that? I'm trying to remember. That would have been two like two thousand four. I want to say maybe maybe 2000, 2000, yeah, probably early early two thousand, maybe two thousand five. Okay, I was well, well, what was I that time? Oh yeah, I was just getting ready to finish middle school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I was. I think I was like, was I in high school that time? <laughs> Dom, Dominic Mysterio was like maybe not even born yet. No, I always forgot how Austin and Cody are still older than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't, like, I don't know, how, how old is he now? <laughs> yeah, except for except for Dominic, who's like twenty years younger than both of us. Yeah, he's like what nineteen, and just like, hey, my dad's a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and now they have a big test though on SmackDown because guess who came out? The Usos. 
The Usos reforming themselves on SmackDown. And, and Twitter messed it up because Austin put it on there too. They said, look who came out, the, 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 Us- the Usos versus the New Day. Well, something like they put on Twitter. I was like, the New Day? That's Dominic and Ray. <laughs> yeah, I told, I've told him, it's like, stop taking shots at the company. Stop it. Yeah, stop, I was taking like, shots. stop taking shots at the company. Stop it. That, that always because uh, he gets he with everybody, you know. I mean, they when they when they fire your 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 close friends or people that you've worked with, you get angry. I understand that people get angry, get a little bit upset. Don't take it out on the company. Company makes mistakes. Company does what's best for the company. But that being said. Street Profits, the Street Profits are, are still they, the Street Profits put on a good match. They did. I, I was really, I was hoping for the Usos to win that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the Usos, the Usos definitely needed to win that. Their their whole dynamic is is they need they need that belt. I, I think they they are a great team, but SmackDown is better when they're the champions. I don't know. Now before Street Profits and. Dominic Mysterio and Dolphin, them Usos were the best tag team they had on SmackDown. Yeah, and they've been and Jimmy's been hurt for a year, you know. And I can't. New Day was there for a little while, you know. They left. Um, then the Street Profits kind of came in, and the Street Profits were like, "Hey, we're the we're the next people. We're going to carry the torch. We're going to go on from here." But you know, as good as they were, as good as they they've been, you know, Dolph and uh, Rude. We're also great champions. Oh yeah, they they complement each other very well. I still think they should not have lost to Dominic and Ray, but you know, no. But yeah. I know Father's Son storyline. Let's make this amazing, guys. Yeah, you had to do it. You had to do it. Get uh get Dominic some street cred out there to uh to help build him up. Dominic's gonna. I mean, the thing is with Dominic, he's gonna be there for the next ten years or so. Um, if they if things go according to their plan. And you and he's kind of like you know he's kind of like one two three kid or X Pac, yeah. You know? He's that that face you know. He's going to be comp- he's going to be a completely different person five years from now than he is right now. Yeah, because right now he is like the promos the way he looks is like I mean, he's doing a high school yearbook promo and stuff like that. I was like, dude, you gotta look like a wrestler. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, the kids love it. Like every uh, like like all the kids that I see. That uh, that I that I train with, or that are in the gym, that that know wrestling, they Dominic's their dude. Yeah, he's like the, he's just like them. He's I just see. like I know, but but they, you gotta you gotta also imagine that they're trying to sell it to also high school kids as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like they all Dominic gotta do what Vince tells him to do: hit the weights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Simple request. Yeah, and he will when he gets when he gets around to it. But I mean. <laughs> They're gonna. It, no matter what he looks like, he's gonna be there. Oh yeah, he's Ray Mysterio's son. Exactly. That's why well, Ray is in WWE right now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so he's just gotta follow the protocol, and as long as they. Now I don't think that they're going to have. Uh, so they're going to have a match again with the uh, the, the Dirty Dogs. It looks like. Well, the, the next week's supposed to be against the Usos, though. Oh, they're gonna go against the Usos next week. Okay. That's going to be the ultimate test for Dominic too against the Oh Uso. man, they might they might be the short one of the shortest reigning tag teams of all time. It might That's only right. last like a week. Unless but, Roman comes out. 
the fears. Exactly. Roman it, Roman does not want them to have the tag t- titles. Does not. I never get why, because I know he wants to dominate, but I say, like, dude, you could have the, do- the the dynasty. Like, you have the tag champs. Now you're, you're the world champ. You have all the belts. Here's his thing. He wants the all the focus to be on him. He wants the Usos to be 100% focused on helping him maintain what they have. He could care less about their individual, I mean, their their success, because the entire thing is focused on his success. <laughs> That's why he's the head of the table on selling more T-shirts. Held the head of the table. Head of the table. Um, mm. Now, Roman, who, who's next for Roman? Uh, who's coming up right now? Since Seth and Cesaro are doing their thing, and I feel like uh, Roman and Seth are in cahoots. Um, there's a rumor coming up for SummerSlam. John Cena's coming. That would be awesome. Because I think, like, once the once he, you know, uh, China comes down, <laughs> he'd be good for SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, he'll be good. He'll be good by then. Um, He's doing a different battle right now. Yeah. <laughs> now, with, with John coming back, mm-hmm. um. One, they need him for the live events because his his live crowd reaction is one of the best in the history of the wrestling business. So to have him back for live live events is huge. That's right. That's what they're saying for Edge, too. They're waiting for the live events to bring Edge back. Okay. Now, would Edge maybe hop in? Uh, that would be a good that, that would be a good fatal three. I, I know that Edge, Edge doesn't want to share the spotlight with John Cena. I, I would doubt that he would want to share the spotlight thing again. But I don't yeah. know who he who he take on. That's true. Like he might come back in the title picture, like, "Hey, I want a title shot now." Blah 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 blah. Because <laughs> I, like, I, like, I know Edge and him didn't get along at first, but now they do. But there oh, is John. Uh, yeah, yeah. But there is all this Sheamus open challenge match. Maybe what? Well, maybe they might switch it, and Cena goes for that, and Edge goes for the world title. Yeah, that would be also. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him back. I mean, I'd, I think John. Despite he, I mean, he hasn't been he hasn't been gone for that long. But there's a void, there's a huge void in the programming with him not there. Yeah, because you know credit to Roman too, but we need that John Cena had that that different presence of mind. Yeah, it's it's star power. Yeah, and like that. Makes- yeah, Roman just hasn't been. I mean, he just hasn't been around long enough to to. I mean, John was when wrestling wrestling was was not what it was in the nineties, but John kind of ushered in that new era where he was a, where he was the biggest star and his star was just as big as stone cold rocks or Hogan's Roman's not quite there yet. No, he's, it takes a while, but seeing these came at the right place, right time, right place, right time. I almost got fired a couple of times. Oh yeah. But Vince made sure he was pushed to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once, once he saw the, the reaction, that's what it's all about, is, is fan reaction. Once he saw the reaction, he saw that he could, he could do the job and get out there and do it consistently. And mm-hmm. the fact that he was willing to work 364 out of 365 days, which Vince yep. loves, <laughs> they, made him, they made him the band. That's right. You do whatever Vince tells you to do, you might be in a good, good place. <laughs> yeah. Or, or be like Rock or – have him kind of scared of you like Brock Lesnar, and Brock pretty much did what he wanted to do. Yeah, because he could just say, I'm going to AEW and take all the people with me. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's there's that. But Vince has, you know, despite we we talked about this earlier, uh, watching him um, do the uh, do the AEW stuff, he yeah. does have to put up with a lot of nonsense from his oh, reporters. Because yeah. look at the back of the look at the Warrior documentary. He had to deal with Warrior. Yeah, which I would imagine was not an easy thing to do. Because a lot of those guys, as you, I mean, they're they're entertain. All entertainers have like some sort of some sort of ego. I'm the best. I do it this way. I've always done it that way. So, I mean, having to deal with that, and, and not just from one person. You're you're looking at a whole roster full of 300 people or 150 yeah. people, and having to deal with individual personalities on a daily basis while you're trying to run a show, and to make it and to make it look presentable every single week on TV. And you don't get breaks. It's consecutive. You have to do this every single year for the rest of eternity. That's right. Because Vince, Vince doesn't get a day off. It all falls on his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that with with uh, whoever's doing SmackDown is doing a great job. Whoever's doing Raw, I, I think you need to reshuffle the deck and get some other things going. But but you know, last week was not bad. That was not bad. Having Kofi in there and having having that. Uh, Yeah, Kofi was good to have him, you know, shuffle things up. But you never know. WWE may have a, a, a day talks with New Japan. We may have some New Japan talent coming back and forth. Okay, so I did see that today that uh, that that New Japan does New Japan also have a deal with AEW as well? They do not have an official deal yet. AEW is trying to work one out, but also Vince was like, "Nope, I'm going to come after them too." There's no official deal for both companies yet. Okay. But they do talking about say if they do sign with WWE, they want Daniel Bryan back to come to Japan and do some shows with them. Yeah, they do love Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, the, what's they call him? The Dragon, the Red Dragon, or something they called them back in then. But that's yeah. a big market though. Shinsuke, AJ, who sold out the Tokyo Dome too. That's major talent right there. They've done rightly. Okay, so hopefully getting some ground on that, and that would be a good. That would definitely be a good angle to have. That's right. But, oh, New Japan works with Ring of Honor, too, now. That, they got to break that ties. Ah, okay. Yeah, so we're about, to get, we're about to get very complicated in the world of uh, wrestling. Yes, wrestling is really complicated right now, like more than it's ever been. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that I always, I always look at this, WWE has tons of talent. Tons. Oh, yeah. They're not using it. Uh, yeah, they're not using They use the same 10 people every week. Yeah. Um, and then everybody else, they kind of just throw in their um, – they look at pretty much everybody else on the roster. It's almost like enhancement talent. Pretty much, yeah. If Vince doesn't ca- – you don't catch Vince's eye, Vince don't really care. No, <laughs> he doesn't. But he has he has a formula. You know, it's usually some big, huge guy like Omos, you know, <laughs> who, who is like – Muscle-bound guy. Or like some mus- muscle-bound guy who gets the, who gets the push. Um, Look at Nakamura's guitar solo, Booze, Booze or something. Yeah. On guitar. yeah. That guy came out of nowhere. He was originally for NXT for such a long time, but Vince liked his look. He's like a more of a rock star Elias. They did just kind of like slide the guitar gimmick over to him and say, play the entrance. That's right. They did. He actually could play guitar, so that actually worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it adds to Shinsuke's, Shinsuke's – uh, whole interest because it, it's still one of the 
best entrance songs in WWE right now. That's right. And he's still feuding with Baron Corbin, your favorite wrestler. Yeah, no, Baron is uh, Baron has kind of stepped back a little bit, um, but but you know what? He is one of those people that that is high enough in the in the packing order to who should be going for titles every week. Who should be going if Roman wasn't heel, which he is, he could go after could go after Roman, but he's not. Yeah, because I think he is comfortable where he's at right now, which is a good and bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It is a good and bad thing. You but, get too comfortable. You be not coming up with ideas, and they'll be like, "Yeah, hey, we don't need you no more." <laughs> yeah, but they like that. I, I, my feeling about Corbin is they they like him there. They do. They do like him there. Vince actually likes him. That's what people are like. And Russell Talk was worried about the New Japan thing. They're like, "Oh, Connor comes and do a feud with Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin beats him, and that's gonna be terrible." <laughs> <laughs> the biggest star in Japan. Loses like that. Yeah, Vince, you're not coming there. I mean, WWE isn't going to send their people there to lose. No, even though the fans are going to boo them out of the building if, they, if Okada loses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, as well they should. As well they should. Ticket sales go, go down after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they definitely need something to uh, – I'm guessing this is all fueled by the fact they're going live again very soon. And they no. want to try try to press. Uh, they want to and try to impress people and bring them in and give them something they've never seen before. That's right. They already got beat into the punch because AEW Friday late night opened up their entire venue. Oh wow! Yeah, Is they it, got a big crowd. I forgot they were on Friday night late, but they opened up the arena. <laughs> did that already start? It did. They started on Friday right after SmackDown. Uh, Is on it's on TNT. Uh, is it TNT? I think TNT. Yeah, TNT, I think. Yeah. Oh wow! Well, I completely yeah. missed it. I completely missed it. Yeah. I know. Um, me too. Friday because NBA playoffs were on, so you know we did, they had to switch it. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back and, and catch up on uh, on AEW. Speaking speaking of which, I'm a huge fan of this one guy, uh, Flying Brian Jr. Ah, Brian Pillman's kid. Yeah, yeah. What the hell, WWE? Get this guy. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I thought that he was coming to WWE, then something had changed. I don't know I, what, had, I what think, happened. I think Cody gave him a better deal. They gave him the standard. To, I think they wrote – see, sometimes they try to lowball people. Like, they try yeah. to give him the standard developmental deal. Yeah, that's probably what it was. They say, yeah. come to NXT, we give you this. And Cody's like, we give you more, and you'll be in the main roster. Yeah. Plus, he's – he is he is a legacy, but he's more of like a WCW legacy. Even though Brian Flying Brian was in WWE, he's Flying Brian is more known as a WCW wrestler. Yeah, because he made it big in WCW. Yeah, so I think that that is why he did it. But I I mean I I've watched him wrestle a couple ma- matches there with the uh, whether the Varsity Blondes. Yeah, it was the Varsity Blondes. Varsity Blondes, and they yeah they're they're a great tag team. Um, so hopefully one day, maybe in the WWE, we'll see. Um, but I would put him with Davy Boy Jr. There you go. Two W and real and free form. have another version of the the Heart Foundation or Heart Legacy or something. That's right. to that to that to that degree. But just don't tell <laughs> Vince they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, just don't tell. There's no telling. They, but they're cool. They're cool with. They have to be cool with them. Even though if I was the Heart, I would never be cool with Vince. But I'm going to say, as far as working together, 
and 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 making matches and doing things, I would imagine that they would uh they would be in they would be a hundred percent into that. Yeah. Right now, Vince, I don't think he still thinks AEW is a threat because he talks about him sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and he had, and he had Chris Jericho on his podcast with Austin, which is can't believe that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. So there is a there is a little mutual respect between the two. Um, that has that has come since they've uh, they've 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 both blown up in. Uh, and their respected sides of of the of the equation here. That is true. That is like a, that didn't like a fully threat like a WCW was, but Vince will let you know when he when he, when he when he's like, all right, that's enough. I'm gonna try to do my best to shut you guys down. <laughs> yeah, they because they don't have. I mean, it's two different. It's two different, completely different things. Now, yeah, different. Uh, TNT is a little bit more. I mean, it's a little bit more attitude. It's way more attitude era than wwe tnt is like like more adults like it's more adult based where wwe still kind of is it's they do stuff a little bit of stuff for adults but still mostly for kids yeah young adults yeah because WWE is more catered to you know the pg era right now because they sell more merchandise yeah but it would be tough i mean just because from a from a market share standpoint like even though they can they can beat nxt they're still not on the level of Raw and SmackDown. No, it's too much star power in Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that that is very difficult to to do. And this is we've talked about that several times. The hardest thing to do in wrestling is create stars. That is right, because uh, Vince McMahon is a guy who knows how to create stars. I give him that credit. Yeah, yeah, he a warrior. <laughs> yeah, he, he created created warrior. He's created, uh, created The Rock, Stone Cold, all these guys who, who has come through there, um, where Cody, on the other hand, hasn't created anyone. That's right. Yet. Like get yet. Not yet. It's, it takes a while to do that. And right now, like, you know, I like AEW, but it feels like more of an indie show to me. Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have no, yeah. They, ha- they just haven't been able to break through. I've been able to break through yet, but they're, they're chipping, chipping away. You know, they brought in Sting. They did. <laughs> uh, Arn Anderson, you know, some some name value. That's why right. they hiring a lot of big names. Big Show and Christian, and Christian's back in the ring. Yeah, yeah. So they're 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 trying, but until you create stars, that is that is your that is the main thing that that builds the company and helps take it to another level is is taking somebody and building them. That is right. It's all about that. That's what you needed, that number one guy. Yeah. All right, so as we have gone on, this was a very hectic week in rest- wrestling. We took you through the biggest, the two biggest stories um, in both Raw and SmackDown. And uh, we're going to start back over that next, uh, next Monday. We're going to kick back and get you a full episode of Raw for Memorial Day and give you the ins and outs of that. Now, uh, do you have a do you have any questions on uh, for the for this week, this uh, Memorial Day weekend week? I do. I have a couple of them here. here uh, let's see. Like uh, he's like like we talk about building a star. If you are building a wrestling star right now from scratch, what are you going to look for? Oh man, got you. I would, I would be horrible at this. 
was my first thing. Uh, but you, you know what? I would. <laughs> this is going to sound bizarre, bizarre. Uh oh. But but a Jake Paul who could wrestle. Oh God. <laughs> I would need. I mean, for today, for today's um, viewer. Yeah, you, you, you need like a TikTok. You need like a TikTok person, or like yeah, a, or somebody. A yeah, somebody who could, somebody who could, uh, who has like that social media savvy ability to kind of get people to gravitate to what they do. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of make them like. I mean, you got to have bright colors and be able to. You you definitely have to be able to move. Yeah. Um, have some hard hitting, have, have some hard hitting moves, but somebody like a, somebody like a Logan Paul with more ability. Well, I can see that. Maybe a, a little, little less Logan Paul, but more abilities. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Maybe like a, a Logan Paul with a dash of Cena in there. It, 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 it is, it's hard now. I mean, I, I, I see why they struggle with it. Uh, WWE and, um, AEW so much. Like you know, you know who, who who was an easy person to to bring in there and make a star? Freaking Jade, because look at Jade. Oh, that's AEW Jade. Yeah, that's undeniable. Oh yeah, she was there because you know Shaq's good friend. She was a fitness model, and, and no nobody easy. nobody looks like that. No human being wakes up in the morning and looks like Jade does. That's except, right, except for Jade. That's right. She she was she looks like Storm from the X Men. Yeah, yeah. That that is unbelievable. The the physical gifts that that woman was given, and to be able there to go in there and, and wrestle and do what she does, that was an easy one. That that was like a gimme for for AEW. And that and that just goes to show WWE had a shot on that first, blew it. Yeah, I spoke with her a few times and how they blew it. <laughs> yeah, I would have given her whatever she wanted. Yeah, that was the only thing. Like, she's their female warrior. Like, yeah. ain't the best wrestler, but she has a look. That's what she's I would have female warrior. Yeah, that's what I would have said. I would have been like, you know what? Whatever you want, we'll do it. We'll figure out the rest later. You're, you're, you're signed. Yeah, they weren't going to do that because I know they got, you know, Rock's daughter and they still dealing with Charlotte and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, it's very difficult Charlotte, to do. in the backseat. Yeah, it's very difficult to do. It, it would be very difficult to do, but she has something that nobody else in that business has right now. That's right. This, that, this, she's the female warrior. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> and, here's, and here's your next one, fitness one. I looked, at, I looked on Google and see what people talks about. Creatine, is this a necessary supplement do we need? Oh, creatine? Yeah. No. No, it's not something that you need. As I see it, like the most Google searches, like like I know in high school that was like the main thing people wanted. Like we need need creatine. (laughs) Your body does naturally produce um, creatine. It is a is a natural occurring um, chemical that your body produces, organic chemical that your body produces. So you don't need excess amounts of it. You can do it on your on your own and make do with it. Um, the people who do use it, well, I was gonna say we started. It was it was monohydrate. I don't even think, I don't even know if they make creatine monohydrate anymore. How good of the quality it is. 
Yeah. So so now they use like a, a Crea alkaline base base to it. So it, it bonds to the to the hydrogen molecules a lot better, a lot faster. Yeah. So so it keeps the it keeps your muscles saturated with water and helps rehydrate. Um, science science wise, creatine keeps the the dye. Uh, what is it? It's very it's very chemical based. Uh, but it helps you it helps you recharge faster. Helps you recover faster. Yeah, like uh, it's not the best one for leaning out. Like you know, it doesn't help you retain water. Even though there are some creatine products that keep you from you know the bloat thing. Which is, you know, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like creatine is best used if, like, I looked at research and, you know, I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but they said a research says uh, creatine is best taken after a workout. Yeah. Only time. That's the only time. There's no such thing. The loading phases, they say to do, it's just something that for you to use it all up so you can buy more. I don't believe in the loading phases. <laughs> There's no such thing as a creatine load phase. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that, there is no, no creatine loading phase. But there are so many. Uh, uh, there are so many different types now. Uh, I was going to say the powder was probably the most was the most um, effective, but a lot of times the capsules were also pretty effective. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, no creatine is. Uh, but it's good. It, it, I have nothing against it. I've never I've never said hey you know don't don't take it you know there was that one thing if i don't know if it was a is a, a urban legends like oh don't take it don't take it or you'll cramp up but then you know you just drink water and you're fine yeah exactly you just, you just suck the water out in your system and you put the water back <laughs> yeah so that is that is one of the uh one of the one of the the many many fitness myths about uh about creatine, but there, there's so many supplements. Somebody tweeted, uh, one, somebody tweeted this week. I, I retweeted them. They said, uh, you do not need any supplements to build muscle. You don't. You don't. You just need food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the supplement industry is built on a lot of hyperbole people saying, getting results off one, one product, you know, and just these unbelievable, unimaginable results. If you see something and it usually looks too good to be true, it is probably not true. That's right. If they want like a creatine testosterone spike, you know what the best food is? You know this one. Uh, oh, oh, the steak, but yes. also, but also believe it or not, broccoli. Broccoli does. I know how str- I don't know. Who, I don't know. I think steak is strong. Or do you think broccoli is stronger? Uh, they're both. A lot of it has to do with vitamin C. Mm. Uh, steak steak helps because of the iron that's in steak. Yeah. But, yeah. But both of them are highly effective. Yeah. I, I, was, I enjoy at least one steak once a week. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. best on leg day. <laughs> always. Always best. Best on leg day. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, <laughs> do, you, do you know, it is, is something that is true though. Not a lot of people right now. Like if I look at advertisements, I don't see a lot of supplement advertisements anymore. No, you, you don't. It's just a lot of people putting like, Oh, buy this workout, buy this machine. It's something it will make you into Schwarzenegger or Captain America. V shred said, <laughs> I can't, I can't say safe. I can't stay straight face when I say that name. <laughs> no there's just so many fake programs out there that nobody does supplements <laughs> so many so many I mean, fake programs 
Do you remember what is it? The early 2000s. Endo explode. Ronnie Coleman's doing curls. This <laughs> is wrestling. I was like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, shoot, Triple H takes this. I'm going to drink this and look like Triple H. <laughs> I was going to say the one of the greatest, one of the greatest marketing campaigns were was was the people who do know explode. So no. what, what, what's the company called? I that's, that's how crazy it is. I can't even remember how. BSN. BSN. Yes. That was it. BSN. The the original no explode was awesome before they just changed up the formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always it's always when it works so good. That's when they that's when they go in and take it. I remember I always gave myself a hard time by taking four scoops because I was crazy. Yeah, that would kill. Yeah, that would kill kill most people. That's the semi I'm like, bread. I could handle this. <laughs> and we had oh the other company was v, VPX. We had Inno Shotgun. Oh yeah, then it was uh, what's it called? Super Pumps and something else. Oh, Super Pump, yeah, Super Pump Two Fifty. Yes, and there was something else that you mix, you combine the two with it, and you sip it during your workout. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god, we were, I was such. Like supplements are just, it was just ridiculous. It it really it it really is just like like um, arginine, citrulline, and uh, nitric. Ni- nitrix was another one. It was just oh, nitric oxide capsules. capsules. Yeah. yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, that's all it is. It, it it is a oh, you can get you we can go on middle school and high yeah. school for me. This can go on for forever. Oh my god, that was so big when I was in high school. Freshman year high school, I was drinking all that, but I was Triple H. My local YMCA, I was pumping up. I didn't even, yeah, I don't even think I started taking supplements until like 2010. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I don't even think I started anything until like 2010. I should have waited, because then I wouldn't have dehydrated or messed up my growth plates. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But I mean, but a lot of that stuff, most people don't even know. I mean, most people don't even know when to start taking them or how to start taking them because there's no, there's no like, um, there's no like, like there isn't like a, uh, like a board or like when you go to GNC, they don't card you like, oh, you can't take this unless you're 18. They don't care. They never, they never, they just, they just sell it to you. Yeah. That's like, oh, you're paying for it. All right. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. So there's no regulation on that. Um, so you just don't know. Exactly. It's not like, you know, I wish that we know the supplement people we know now, they would have said like, Hey, don't do that yet. <laughs> yeah. Or like the fact that like energy drinks now, like you can just walk in 15, 13 year old can just walk in and just get, just get a Red Bull or, or a rain or any of that. Yeah. And they don't know what they're drinking. They saw what I saw, 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 buddy at the gym. We're drinking. Like, I'm going to drink it too. <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's just that's just how it is. Speaking of which, how how is your uh, how is your high school gym situation going? My high school gym? Yeah, or like your your the gym the the gym goers in high school. How are they? Oh, God, uh, my gym is now summer. Summer's in session and. The kids are everywhere, so I have to adjust my workouts now. I'm, I have to get up, like, even if I have an off day in the morning, I still got to wake up early to go to the gym early before, you know, I, I get there before, you know, I got a key, so I get there before the members get there, get most of my workout done before the kids get there because they are jam-packing this gym. And sometimes they, just, they hog all the benches sometimes and just stay there. I'm like, 
Like, oh no, they're here. They found a secret a secret gym. <laughs> oh, the kids. I'm hoping my they si- want to break I, somewhere. My situation is a little bit better because now that they're out of school, they go early, they go middle of the day. So there's um, not there's not a lot of people in there anyway. So they're there in the middle of the day and they uh they they get their stuff done and by the time I'm there, they're walking out the door. So you change your workout times now? Uh it 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 has jumped around because I was literally having to work around them. Uh because mm. you know, it's you super set a lot of stuff, you have to set a lot of stuff up. And I, mm. I got tired of just taking their book bags and just throwing them across the gym. I got tired <laughs> of doing that. So I, <laughs> I was like, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. I'm just gonna just gonna relax. I'm gonna retool. I'm gonna pick another time, and that's when I'm gonna handle it. I saw a hard for like my gym's like so many people come to it. Like it start mid afternoon and it goes till night sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so that is, that's, we got too many brand new members, and a lot of them are kids for the summer. <laughs> huh? See, well, as you go on, it'll get better. It'll it'll get better. There's always that first surge when school gets out, and then it'll it'll slow down. Hopefully, I've been trying to go in the morning with the some of them are college students, so they did they're serious, so I don't mind going with them in the morning. So, yeah, that's the that's the only crazy part. I was like, ah, my mid afternoons are now taken up by the kids. <laughs> All right, well, it has been a crazy week here at Banging and Clanging Podcast. That is um, right. We were actually supposed to have Sean uh, from Bam Hammer on. We couldn't. Uh, there was some other stuff that happened. But he will be our first guest on Banging and Clanging, the inventor of the Bam Hammer, B-A-M-F, hammer.com. Yeah, I can't wait for that. He just responded to one of my t- tweets earlier this week. Hopefully, we'll have that out by Monday. Hopefully, we'll have another uh, episode. We'll have the his episode out by Monday. That's what, that's what we're shooting for. So that's be right. on the lookout for that. All right, Beretta, have anything else? Ah, no, I'd like to thank everybody for joining the Banging and Clanging podcast today. Thank you for subscribing and joining. Tell the whole world about us. Subscribe from your regular podcast providers and check us, check us out on Instagram, Banging and Clanging. We're there too. And check out the Clanging and Banging YouTube page, Voices of Faces. You can see our crazy workers. How do we stay in top, tip top Avengers shape? We'll, we'll show you on this one. And like Plus gave you the spelling for this one, the Bamf Hammer. Scared to go to the gym still? Get a Bamf Hammer. It'll keep you in shape. And side note if you're strong and if you're really strong, friends will ask you to help move equipment and try to say no. Don't be me and say, hey, sure, I'll help you up moving an elliptical. <laughs> I saw your I saw your video right now. He's uh he's already <laughs> you doing the sled push, and Ali's like, "Oh, good, you're getting ready for the next move." Yep, I'm gonna be sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I got COVID. I can't go." <laughs> I gotta make. I'm I'm working on my list of excuses. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well, this has been an episode of Bane and Clanging. So keep subscribe. Well, if you're already subscribed, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Keep sharing. Keep listening. And we really appreciate it. And we'll be back with more reality sports next that is, week. That's right. And as always, we have crossbones here. If you need help moving, his arms are bigger. I don't move stuff. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that's a good answer. And I am Blake Beretta, second biggest arms. 
Don't ask me anyone to help move stuff. <laughs> and and we are banging and clanging sports. And we'll catch you in the next exciting episode of the Banging and Clanging Sports Podcast. <gasps> Goodbye.